Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Start. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of AGT. As always, I am the best there was, is, and will ever be. I am Amanda, and with me today is my friend, Mr. Michael Brock, who you all should remember from last month. We've decided that the two of us are going to team up once a month to bring you some of the coolest stuff that we can talk about in geek that has happened since the last time we all got to talk to you. Hey, Michael, how's it going? Hey, hey, Amanda, thanks for having me back. Not a problem. You're now a regular once a monther. So next time you I'm sorry, I have nothing else going on with my life, so I hear the word regular. I'm like, hey, I'm a regular something. <laughs> so last time, how's it been going since the last time we talked to you? It has been going great. Great. Thank Her, you for all your you. amazing exploits. Yeah. I'm always busy. You know me. I've got between Gem City, um, a possible project with a couple of people that I can't announce yet that I just like to throw in teasers, and, of course, with um, AGP, I'm always busy and always doing something. Of course, I also then became part of the safety committee at my 9 to 5, which is I find hilarious because obviously my boss doesn't know how much of a klutz I am, and making me one of the safety committee may not have been her brightest idea. Well, that's what they do is they'll, they'll put you, they'll have you walk down the hallway or whatever, and whatever you trip over, fall over, or knock into, that's a safety hazard, and they'll take care of it. Oh, so in other words, okay, everybody, just do the complete opposite that Amanda does because she can't walk and chew gum at the same damn time. Yeah. It's, it's kind of oh. like the, uh, you know, crash test dummy. Like, okay, here's, watch Amanda, here's what not to do. Hey, I am not doing any of those rap things from the 80s and 90s, those stupid things. Those were horrible commercials. And I'm old those enough to bad. remember them. <laughs> well, you got to interview Mr. Victor Dandridge Jr. How'd that go for you? That was fantastic. I love, I love Victor. I mean, honestly, he's one of my favorite people. He's one of those guys that you can just walk up to say anything to, and next thing you know, like four hours have passed, and you're still talking to him. Actually, after four hours, you're you're waiting for him to break, so you can talk to him. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> breathe, dude, you have to breathe. How do you manage to do that without breathing? It's either that or trying to keep him in one spot at one time, because if he's not being interviewed, the man's on the go. I don't know how the yeah. man sells things, because he's never at a table. He's always running around talking to somebody. I'm pretty sure the last time I saw him, he was at a table. I think they chained him to it. Oh, okay. Now, that makes a lot more sense. the only way to, to keep him down. <laughs> no, but the man's good. I'll have to tell. I have to say that. And he's got some amazing comics out there. Uh, I absolutely love the first comic, The Samaritan. Have you listened? Have you read that one yet? Yes, I have. You know, I'm not a big... Uh, 
superhero type person, but I will tell you something. That superhero comic is definitely one for the books, and I highly recommend it to anybody who likes a superhero story that's not just, hey, it's Superman versus Darkseid. Again, it's a completely different tale on your superheroes. No, it's more of a emotional level, kind of like street level, where it's like you said, it's not like the big grandiose fight. It's it's a, more about the character than it is his adventures. Oh yeah, and it's more it's a lot more story driven, and most of his battle it's it's a more down to earth story than most of the other com- superhero comics that are out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's that's oh. the real perk to to someone like Victor, who. You know, when you get people like Marvel and DC and the other big ones, they're expected to fulfill a certain kind of story, whereas Victor can, you know, do it all on his own. He can tell the story he wants to. Right, very much so. And I'll give I will give credit where credit is due. Most people know Victor more because of the fact that for the longest time he was the eight-bit guy. But... That man can definitely write. He is very, really well at making a complete story arc and really selling the wording into it to where you feel like you're in the comic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's not hard to see where he gets it because when you read his comic books and then you talk to him, you you can feel the same kind of passion, the same kind of drive, and and the way he speaks and the dialect he, you know, the dialogue he writes. Oh, very much so. The man is brilliantly talented and has some very talented people that have done some amazing artwork. And, you know, if you don't know who he is, here, go check out his YouTube page. Um, I believe it is black, white, and read all over. And he has a little YouTube page where he talks about comic books and things that are going on. And if you do get an opportunity to be in Chicago this weekend, go to Wizard World Chicago, and uh, Victor will be there because he does go to – he did sign with Wizard earlier yeah. this year, late last year, so he's now a Wizard boy. And to do a shameless plug, um, check out our website, the uh, undergroundvideonetwork.com. Uh, behind the counter, check out our Facebook page because in a few days we should have uh, here recently, last Saturday, um, me and Richard went to uh, Comic Town to do uh, to do an appearance at a fundraiser. It was a great fundraiser uh, hosted by uh, Joe Pruitt. It was called Kids in Camp. Uh, it's a great organization for uh, kids that have special needs to be able to still go to a you know camp and have that experience. And Victor was there, and you know, you if you're around Victor and you've got a video camera and a microphone, you got to sit down and talk to him. And it, the great thing about Victor, like I said before, talking to him, is the first five seconds is an interview, and then the next half hour after that is just conversation holding a microphone. It's yeah, get a chance to to check that out. Get my get a chance to check out my interview with him. It's I hate watching and listening to myself. I want to go back and watch this one again. <laughs> just, because, just because it was so hard not to laugh. Uh, one little spoiler: uh, attending the uh, the show, I was dressed up as Hawkeye, 
And there's a moment where a kid in gray walks in front of the camera, and if you've seen the Avengers too, you know you know where that led to, and it was just hysterical. Well, I can't wait to check that out. And obviously, everybody's like, I thought you guys were talking about Geek. For us, this was Geek this month because here he is doing the interview. And right before the show started, I'm writing the review for The Samaritan. So we had to give a shout-out to our common friend, who we hope that we had lots of fun in Chicago. Unfortunately, you and I are not going to be there. It looks like we're going to Columbus this weekend. Yes, for Tricon. And a lot and of our friends are going to be there. I know. I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be my first Tricon. Really? I did yeah. actually have soy beginning to go to Tricon in West Virginia. Um, I was a guest of Todd Beisel, who does the artwork for the horror show for Broken Icon Comics. He invited me to that show, so I went there to that one this year. I love that. You get invited places, I get invited to leave. <laughs> Say, okay, you no, you you gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> you in the Hawkeye costume, you gotta go. <laughs> but no, I am. I've been uh, I didn't think I was gonna be able to go this year because of personal reasons. Um, let's just say I put in some extra work just to go this weekend and and part of it was I'm I'm scrolling through the Facebook page and this person's going to Tricon. This person's going to Tricon. And I'm like, i got to go. It's not even for the con itself. It's for the people. You know, the, like you said, all of our friends are going to be there. So it's like, how can I not? And, of course, I'm going to be there, so how can you not? <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I know. You have my phone number now. I'm, it's not going to – it's going to happen. <laughs> little, missus, little Mrs. Phone call, 3 o'clock in the morning. How dare you not answer when I call you? Oh, no, that's not happening again. No, I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing you need is a con call from me. Where are you? (laughs) Don't make me do that. Don't ever make me have to do that. Oh, I hate to break it to you. I've saved it. That is your ringtone. So from now on, oh, I'm not shitting you. From now on, when you call, it comes up. How dare you not answer the phone when I call? And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> I remember exactly what I said. How dare you not answer your phone when I call? Exactly like that. I know exactly what I said. I was like, seriously? <laughs> seriously? Are you insane? <laughs> you knew I was calling you. I sent you a message going, what's your phone number? You should have known it was coming. Within the next few hours, I believe if we look at my phone, it was 3.06 in the morning. I was busy writing a comic book review. I was late. <laughs> no denial. No denial. <laughs> what were you doing? Oh, yeah, you... She's overrated in our industry. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've, I've played that for a few people, and they have all gotten big chuckles out of it. Actually, the one per- the one person I played it for, I played it so deadpan. I'm like, dude, you've got to listen to this voicemail that some chick left me, and I play it, and they're like, oh my god, and then it, and then you break, and it's just like, hey, it's me, blah blah blah. And they're like, who was that? I was like, oh, that's my friend Amanda. Oh, I remember you telling me that. Do I know this person? <laughs> 
Dude, do I have to be worried about walking into Tricon and everybody just stared at me and be like, yeah, that was me. I don't care. What's up? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to arrange it. I'm going to have them play it over the PA system. <laughs> attention, tri- attention, Tricon guests. We have a special announcement to make. How dare you not answer me? Because <laughs> I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you look across the crowd, there will be at least 10, 12 people going, oh, that's Amanda. I've gotten that phone call. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, people, I really do highly recommend, if you're not doing anything this weekend, to come out to TriCon. Um, We have Rodney Fike, Mark Kidwell, Todd Beisel, myself, Richard and Michael from UVN. Um, Let's see, who else is coming to the show? There's a lot. Um, Oh, Jeff City Comic Con is going to be there, the big boss man himself, yep. Jesse. So I highly recommend if you're interested in Gem City Comic Con, you come out and go talk to that man because uh, that thing is filling up quick. Dude, I'm telling you, it, a shameless plug for him. I can say without a shadow of a doubt that, that Gem City is one of my favorite cons of the year. It is, I will move heaven and earth to make sure that I can go to that one. And I, it really is. It's, it's, for people like me and for like you, it's less of a con than it is a gathering that just happens to be selling stuff. Like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Nothing? Want to hang out? Sure. Bring your comics. <laughs> well, for me, it's a little bit more. It is a job. Yeah, I do work yeah that's true. <laughs> well, yeah, you're the, you're, well the, the party's always a little less fun for the hostess, you know. You know what, though? I make it work. I mean, you you I have never, never had anybody go, man, you look like you hate your job. No, I love my job. I love <laughs> my job. Yes, and it shows. And I'm going to give props out to Jesse straight up. I have worked for many different people for many different conventions. This is the one boss that when I call, he picks up the phone. Yeah. Yeah, it's his baby. He, You can tell how much he loves he takes really good care of Gem City, and I can tell you, since I am on the front lines of this show, we have some amazing people that are going to be at the show. No, I can't tell anybody nothing yet, but let me tell you, for the fact that it is not a multimedia show, it is a very comic-centric show, yeah. you guys are absolutely going to love the guests that we have coming for you, and... I highly recommend when you all come, when you all start making your cons list for next year, April second and third, you need to be in Dayton, Ohio. End of story. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> now speaking of other news to talk about, my heart broke a couple of weeks ago. It just oh, broke. I know, I, know where you're I know where you're going, and I've I've tried to emotionally prepare myself for it. Just just go ahead and say it. Kermit the Frog. And Miss Piggy finally called it quits. Okay. Let me explain to the people who are listening at home. I'm a grown damn man. I know what they are. They're not. They're real to me. I grew up. People say that all the time. Oh, I grew up. No, 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 no. I grew up. Little boy from the TV. They are, am, is, was, past, perfect, present, real. They're they're real people to me. That's how I treat them. That's how I view them. 
Are you trying yes. to tell me that there are people out there who do not understand that Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog are real? They are a couple. They are the longest lasting couple ever in history. And I personified my personality after that woman. Oh, she's good. Well, she got a, a, a Woman's Lifetime Achievement Award not too long ago, which some idiots actually protest. Like, how can you give it to her? She's not real. I'm like, oh, you're, you're going to hell. Miss yes, Piggy she, is she, Oh, she deserves it. I have seen her host red carpet events. She is real. Oh, yes. <laughs> but seriously, that news was just heartbreaking to me. And I'm hoping and I'm praying, you know, this is just one of those big things as we all know that the beloved The Muppet Shows is coming back on ABC. And Yay. I'm hoping is just something to help with the ratings and Kermit the Frog is going to realize that he's a dum-dum trying to date some other pig in productions. What the heck is he thinking? And he is going to go crawl back, let her at least karate chop him three times and they get back together because that's the way how I see them getting back together because she's going to have to karate chop him. She just really needs to. Well, you know what? Maybe it's it, it falls under that whole... Do you remember the old TV show Moonlighting? I'm going to show my age here. Yes, I know, so, Moonlighting. That's back when Bruce Willis had hair. Yes, God. That, okay, we both just dated ourselves. But <laughs> shows like... I know, shut up. Shows like that always worked because there was the the conflict, the what if, the tension between the two of them. And shows like that, you know, after the two of them got together is when it took a dive. And I'm hoping, you know, the Hollywood machine kind of stepped in and said, hey... We know you two are a great couple. We need to be reminded of it. We need to see you guys get back together again. Because I refuse to live in a world with the two of them. If the two of them can't make it happen, I what hope do the rest of us have? You know, I had a hard enough time with the fact that Kermit the Frog denied the fact that they got married in Muppets Take Manhattan. I, I still sat as a kid believing they got married, married, and it was not just some Broadway show. And Miss Piggy felt the same way that I did. So, and then Kermit the Frog was like, no, 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 and releases to the press. No, 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 it's just all a Broadway stage. And I kind of felt Miss Piggy there. You know, these two have been together since, what, the 60s? Come on now. Yeah. You guys can't pick up in 2015. That's just wrong. Well, we well, we learned from uh, the most recent Muppet movie, the not Muppets Most Wanted, the the Muppet movie. They they went their separate ways there too. You know, Miss Piggy went to live in Paris and became a great uh, fashion magazine editor. While Kermit, what did he do? I think he just sat at the mansion, didn't he, with his eighties robot? Look, he can't do anything without her. He realized it. End of story. Come on. Yeah. And then whoever whoever you are, I'm not going to mention your name. You know who you are if you listen to AGP, who said that Miss Piggy is now going to date Gonzo. You are on crack. All right? No. That no. was just a, it for the Muppet Babies. We all know that he's into, that Gonzo's <laughs> into the foul, and that's the end of the story. Gonzo and Camilla is the other great couple. You can't break those two up either. No. No, you can't. No, Gonzo. Gonzo had a deep love for her, but he grew up and he grew out of it. And and then he <laughs> went. I prefer the taste of chicken over pork. And <laughs> oh, I was waiting. I was waiting for you. Thank you. You did not disappoint me. <laughs> oh, good. I hate to disappoint people. <laughs> I do have. I do have to say though, I have loved the the uh, the promo spots here and there. The one. 
with piggy eyeball and Nathan Fillion's ass? Um, name me a woman that doesn't do that. Name me a guy that doesn't do that. <laughs> Straight heterosexual man. It, 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 would, it, would, it would go down like this. Mr. Fillion, I love your work. I love Firefly. I love Castle. It was a great honor to meet you. He walks away. Damn. <laughs> they don't call That's him Captain Tight Pants for nothing. They don't call him Captain Tight Pants for nothing. I'll be honest, there are certain people that, you know, I'm like, oh, I work in a comic-centric only convention, but can we make an exception for that one? Just that one. Can I make an exception for just that one? Can I just have him write something in a comic book and we can call it, now he's a comic creator? Can I just do that something, please? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know what? Nathan could almost, he could almost angle it because you you watch his show Castle, right? Yeah. They made a graphic novel of his novel from the book. So the comic book was released as written by Richard Castle. Nice. Yes, it's fantastic. It even has it even has a picture of him on the back as Rich completely the entire book from cover to cover is a good story. It reads like a like what was it the uh, the Nikki Heat it reads like a Richard Castle novel. They address him as Richard Castle. It's so yeah. If you think about it, maybe Nathan Fillion couldn't slip into the comic book creator con, but Richard Castle could. And you know what? He would be the type of guy who would actually sign himself in as Richard Castle for the something like he that. He would do it. He would. I oh know my God, there. he would so do it. <laughs> he would stay in character the entire time, too. Like, if you went to him about Firefly, he'd be like, yeah, I love that show. He would just... I dressed, up, I dressed up as Captain Malcolm one year for Halloween. <laughs> God, I, still the best, best five minutes of television in the last five years, ten years. Yeah, my mom, she so she's like, I love this show. She sewed it again, and I was rolling. She's like, what? I was like... Never mind. What? You have to speak geek to get it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a space cowboy. Weren't you dressed like that five years ago? Yeah, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so other than, um, you know, the big breakup and, you know, doing our comic stuff that we're always busy do- doing, you've been playing a video game. I have finished it. And when I say I was finished with this game, I mean it. I was finished. Um, I'm talking about the highly anticipated Batman Arkham Knight. Now, let me tell you, a year or so ago when it was first announced, I've played all of them, all of them. They're all-time favorite games. I was so excited for this. And then I found out it was only going to be on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, so I'm like, well, I guess i got to break down and get one. And I waited for it and waited for it. It got pushed back. I finally played it. It was great. And like, oh, man, here comes the Batmobile. This is going to be awesome. And then five minutes later, I'm like, what the hell is this? This has gotten old. Well, you notice that it is the first of the Batman games to be done by, um, what is it, Rocksteady Studios. Yeah. So, and I noticed one thing that a lot of the gameplay right off the bat started having a lot of issues. Yeah. 
there was I feel so bad for the PC, the PC people. They got so pwned. It was like they I I talked to people who who bought it, who went to play it day one, and the exact words were, "I don't even think this made it through debug. This is bad." When they do a full on recall, how did it happen? Well, one of my biggest problems of the game, in all honesty, is the plot kind of, well, let's not even say kind of, it totally strays a little bit too far into a supernatural for my taste. Yeah, I I like Scarecrow as a villain. I thought he was, what was it, uh, Asylum? He had a good point. Yeah, that was great, but yeah, it every. Everything seemed too convenient. Like, oh, we're going to scare everybody out of town so that way Batman can tear hell through that with that damn tank of his and not have to worry about hitting Billy and Susie. That was convenient. Oh, yeah, and his whole military anti-Batman look, looking thing was, no, not my thing. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. There were still, you know, there were still some cute surprises to fall back on that really kept me engaged in the twisty story. Um, the the performances were gorgeous. You know, John Noble yeah. um, doing the scarecrow, oh. and of course, Campbell returning as the Joker was brilliant. Yes. Oh God. Yes. And I love the way they did it. It, especially, you know, the the psychological whole aspect of Batman and doing what they did to bring the Joker into the story. It was freaky. God blast it. There were times where you'd be like scaling walls and boom, there he is. Like, God, Jesus, what the? Yeah, I know. But, you know, at least, you know, I always love it when you have Kevin Conroy as Batman and Mark Hamill as the Joker. And yeah, true. um, You know, there are some cheesy wooden line pops up, pop-ups, um, mostly in the side quest, but oh, it's kind of for any game of a size like that, but it was still nice. Um, yeah. And it was, the size of the game is brilliant. You know, you are free to explore the three islands of the dark, oh, yeah. and you got them, but that Batmobile has to go. No, it it was horrible. It It was good for, how do I put this, when you wanted to use the Batmobile. The problem is, is they forced it on you so much. It was ridiculous. It's like, okay, I want to go do this. Well, you have to use the Batmobile to do that. All right, well, let me try this side quest. No, you're going to need the Batmobile for that too. Like, quit forcing this on me. It, it lost its flavor. It lost its appeal. Within a day. Oh, yeah. I truly do feel that. Um, Not only that, but (laughs) I have to say, the animation you get um, when you're going through the streets, because the streets are a lot livelier than in a lot of the past games. Um, There's an increase of criminals, both on foot, and you have to engage them in high-speed pursuits with the Gotham police cars. But the animation you get from countering with them... um, it's hilarious. It was, it was laughable. Like, oh my god, here comes Batmobile. 
and they like leap out of the way. And like I saw a couple of times where like somebody leaped out of the way and they disappeared. Like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was. It it was laughable. It was. Oh, the Batmobile. Uh, and I think the other thing about the Batmobile that kicked me off was it seemed like a lot of the focus and effort that the creators put into it could have used, could have been used better elsewhere. How do you have a Batman game and have almost no boss battles? Seriously. The Batman titles we saw before the fights against Killer Croc, Deathstroke, Clayface, Mr. Freeze, none of that was in this last one. None of it. Right. Oh. The other thing oh. that I really care about, though, not, I mean, there were some, I like the fact that the Batmobile was also remote controlled. I, I can give the Batmobile that much. I'll get that, yeah. But there were other things that just really tweaked me to no end. Um, there are things like the fact that, you know, here's Batman. He's always known for his non-lethal gadgets and his wits to defeat criminals. Yep. You know, because were murdered by a gun. And yet yeah. you're playing this knight in a futuristic armor that's blasting away with guns galore. True, I will admit that, you know, they automatically switch to non-lethal ammo when targeting humans, but... Seriously, that just, it didn't feel like Batman, and that's one of the biggest issues yeah. I have. Yeah, it's like, I hate guns. I will never use a gun. Excuse me, I have to unload my 50 cal. Like, yeah, huh? it's like, but it's Batman. I mean, I've never even seen our Batman use a taser. He has batarangs. He's got a grappling hook. He uses his fist. Mm-hmm. But to take out things that literally look like guns and they're just blasting everywhere, I don't care if it's non-lethal ammo or not. It just looks wrong. Yeah. It's not his style. Uh, no. It's just, I don't know. The and this is kind about, of, you know, and I'm a gamer, about, so go ahead. Oh, the other, and I know you noticed it, and you might not really realize until I say it. The other thing about the game that bugged me, and it's kind of like a, a technical glitch. But did you notice, like, whenever... Okay, prime example, when you save the firefighters, you know how you always talk to the firefighter after you save them? Uh-huh. He never blinked. He... Batman does not blink. He is wooden. He's like a Hanna-Barbera character. They literally just used one animated cell and, like, like moved his lips. But he never blinked. And it got creepy, and it's like, Oh, just blink. I'm like watching it, like maybe I missed it. Blink. It's not blinking. Nope. Didn't blink. It was just, oh, it was crazy. Yeah, I know. And there was just, as a gamer, it just, it wasn't a great, it wasn't the greatest game on the face of the earth. You know, even if it wasn't a Batman title, those the issues with it still would have bothered me regardless. But then throw in yeah. the fact that I even such a freaking geek, and I love, love my comic books and my comic book characters. It just made it so much worse. Yeah. You know, here have Robin and Nightwing and Catwoman, which is all controlled by AI. Um, yeah. You know, you 
do, you know, you can use them for some awesome dual takedown moves that knock out enemies instantly. And temporarily that was amazing. Yeah, and you can temporarily swap to control your partner um, so you can continue your combo count. But it really didn't add much mechanically. Um, no. It just, there wasn't there. You know? No, if there was If anything, it made it worse because as cool as, like, the dual takedowns were and the banter between Nightwing and Batman was excellent. It was excellent. But that just made it worse because then those fights lasted maybe five minutes, and then you're like, I want more of that. You're like, nope. Maybe in uh, six hours when the next dual quest or, you know, the next time you do a side mission with him comes up. But that's what made it worse was you got to see the potential, but you never got it. There were climatic showpiece fights. Um, that let you pretty much, you know, they they let Arkham Knight get away with almost an, with the fact that they're like, okay, here, we're going to give this really cool to you, but we're going to be dropping some gimmicky boss fights that end up as low points, especially yeah. compared to other games. And it was a major letdown that there was really no direct physical confrontation with most of the arch criminals. No, none. That's what, like, uh, Two-Face is the greatest example. You have to bust up a cut, like, what was it, like, three or four bank robberies to finally get to Two-Face, and I'm expecting this great fight, nothing. You take down his thugs, it's over. It was, it was, just, it was disappointing. It just really wasn't there. And that's saying no. something somebody who is not only a Batman fan, but I'm a gamer. And I can find the joy in the simplest things like Batman Lego. You know, I enjoy that Batman oh, game. So do I. So to give me something like this, I was just like, seriously? I almost felt like I had to go replay the other games just to get my Arkham fix again because I was like, eh. Yeah. And here's the other thing that kind of bugged me about the storyline, especially Arkham Knight was okay, one of the good parts to it, too, is they did lay in a lot of Easter eggs for comic book nerds like you and I. There was a couple times where I saw Queen Industry signs. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and there was a couple LexCorp buildings. And there was a few times where somebody makes a Superman remark. Right. Which at first I thought, oh, that's cool. They're acknowledging Superman. But then I thought, well, wait a minute. Okay, I know Batman and Superman are tight, and Superman knows Batman's style, but when an entire town, an entire city gets covered in a gas, I'm pretty sure the Justice League would have stepped in. Yeah. I mean, Arkham Asylum, you can forgive that. That's a building that's, that's you know what I mean? It's, it's in click. That's his house. But when an entire city in the United States of America is completely covered in fear toxin, when an entire town is evacuated, Jesus, even Aquaman would have been like, yeah, we need to do something. Yeah, don't don't tell me that at this point he's not part of the Justice League and nobody came and went, hey, that. Not saying that Batman wasn't going to stand there and go, I got this, I can handle it. Yeah. 
I mean, come on. I mean, I know you, you're not the biggest Superman fan, but even even with the Boy Scout smile, he'd have flown over. He'd have done that, like, whirlwind funnel thing and, like, all right, you're good. See ya. And, like, flew off. And Batman would have just been, like, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, no. Batman wouldn't have even said son of a bitch. Batman would have just been, like, uh-huh. And Robin mm. would have been, like, did you see that, Batman? Wasn't that so cool, Batman? Wasn't that awesome, Batman? Shut up. Another, God, I hate to keep ragging on it because I, I did enjoy playing it. It did have good parts. The other thing I didn't like was I didn't like their a lot of their character designs. Oracle. That did not look like Barbara Gordon to me. No. And At didn't. all. I was grossly disappointed. I was like, oh, man, we're going to get to see Barbara and she comes out, and it's just like, eh, no. Poison Ivy didn't look anything, anything like the, any of the Poison Ivies we'd ever seen before, and that's not that's not in a good way. No, it's, not at all. And God, I hate the Riddler. I hated him. I hated him. I hated him. First of all, he looked like a, a bum. He literally looked like he was wearing it, and it was like a part of his costume. It looked like a ratty T-shirt, and everything involving the Riddler just—it it sucked bat balls. I was so annoyed with the Riddler within like two days of playing that game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure even Batman, for as anti-gun as he is, if nobody was looking, he'd have popped one in and just like, I can't handle you anymore. <laughs> Oh, God, that's bad. <laughs> I did not. And, and maybe you can explain this to me, because you are a bigger Batman fan than I am. Why is racing around a sewer considered a riddle? I'm sorry, say that again? Why is racing around a sewer considered a riddle? Oh, riddle me this. Drive around this track. Huh? Ooh, you'll never solve this riddle. It's it's a racetrack. Oh, it's I my didn't mo- figure that one out. To it's my most figure out if it's you my, take it across the road under the sewer. Yeah, it's my most cunning riddle yet. It's Mario Kart. What do you? What? The Rainbow Bridge was harder than this. Well, maybe yeah, that's hate- the best riddle. How do you put Super Mario Kart into a PlayStation game? <laughs> See, you answered your own riddle. I did. That's how good I am. Maybe I should challenge Batman. <laughs> well, we've never seen you. No, I have seen you and Batman in the same place. I've seen you in a couple of I Batmans. Have. So, no, you're not Batman. Nope. Or maybe I just had Alfred dress up. You don't know. How many Alfred you got? Think you with at least three Batman. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it it was it had really it was the best game I've played in a while and the worst game I've played in a while. It it had some of the greatest elements. The underlying story was really good, although really Batman, you're the world's greatest detective. I figured the I figured it out within the first day I played it. Let's I mean, put it this way. The game itself 
I'd give it an 8, maybe even an 8.5 as a game. But yeah. as a comic book game based off of the Batman series, maybe a 5? I'll go 5. It was average. Like I said, maybe a five. Yeah, because of some of the the semi cool stuff of like Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy, I'd maybe give it a five point five. But you're not getting yeah. higher than me. No, the acting saved that game. And oh god, uh, what's his name? John uh, the Scarecrow. John Noble. John Noble. They just he. You know what? To me, Kevin Conroy is and will always be Batman. Mark Hamill is and will always be Joker. We can go ahead and make John Noble Scarecrow. <laughs> any In the future, any video games, movies, animated features that involve Scarecrow, they need to put John Noble on speed dial. Just, it was, he was, he was perfect. He was great. Well, since we are speaking of Batman, there was an animated movie that came out since the last time we talked that yeah. involves a Batman and a version of Superman and a version of Wonder Woman. Yeah, Gods and Monsters. Did you see it? I have not. I wanted to lie and say I did because I, I, I flipped through the comic. I was on the fence about it. I needed... I needed other people's opinions of it before I shelled out the money to actually buy it because I just... Um, what looked, part of... Bruce Tim came up with an original idea. What more do you need? I know, I know. The, the situation is being rectified. I apologize. Uh, it's, it's being purchased. Being purchased? Shame on you. I know, I'm sorry. Don't call me at 3 o'clock in the morning. How dare you not see this animated movie? Well, my personal review on it, I highly recommend it. I love the way how they twisted the story. It really did flow with it. Um, You get a little bit of that sense of the multiverses because, you know, we've all seen crises on multiple. We've all read the crisis on multiple stories. We saw the crisis on, you know, on Two Earths, the animated film. You get a little bit of that, but it takes it to a whole new genre, a whole new level. It only focuses on the main three, which is really nice, because those are the three that we all know. And yeah. the way how they do it was brilliant. And there is this scene with uh, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. You will die laughing. You will just die laughing watching it. It is probably one of the best written scenes I have watched in an animated film in so long. I I've seen it with the movie. I rewound and watched that one part over (laughs) before I finished the movie. It was that entertaining. Oh, that's great. It was probably the most entertaining thing I've seen with Steve Trevor in it since um, what is it? Batman the Brave and the Bold or the Wonder Woman. Yeah. The episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold, where <laughs> it's Batman, Wonder Woman, and Steve Trevor, and she takes off, and he's like, what does she see in him? Made me bust out laughing so hard. I was like, oh, i got to go to the bathroom. That's how bad I laugh. <laughs> I laugh. 
<laughs> and it just, it was literally that entertaining. And I was like, no, that's what, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, let's rewind that. And, they, and, of course, I have my friend over here, and they're like, um, are you going to finish the movie first? I was like, no, nah, i got to watch this again. We you just, you just, you don't, you're not geek enough to get it. I have to watch this again before I finish the movie. I just want to make sure I got all the little banters back and forth because it was that great. It's little moments like that that I appreciate because you can – those little moments are what let you know that somebody who is a fan of the story and of the characters – is writing it because, you know, if you just hire some guys, like, you ever read Superman? Well, yeah. Okay, we need you to write this book. You're not going to get that. But when you've got somebody that knows the history, that appreciates the history, they can slide that joke in. Oh, yeah. Because, because that's a joke. That's a joke almost just for them. It's like, I don't care if anybody else who watches this gets it. This is, this is effing funny. And luckily, you know, we all think like that person, so we think it's funny. Oh, yeah. I, I truly agree. It's, it's really nice to be able to sit there. I love finding Easter eggs and little hidden things and going, oh, oh that, was, that was great. And I enjoy that stuff. You know, it's like I got to go see um, The Man from UNCLE. Love I, have it. Heard, I have heard how good that is. That is a really great movie. And one of the things that I really, truly appreciate, now I've actually seen the TV series, and if I'm, and you all can correct me if I'm wrong, you're more than welcome to, I do believe the series ran from 1963 to 1968. And I've always been the spy, I love spy movies. I'm a huge, avid fan of not the newer James Bonds. I'm, I'm more into the classical James Bonds. I've always been a Bond fan. And being able to go watch this movie, yeah, of course, like anything else that they've taken from our cast and re-brought back out, there are changes. But they did such an amazing job. And the on-screen duo of Army Hammer and Henry Cavall was just oh, yeah. ultimately brilliant. Seeing these two would, together, you know, yeah. I was like, yay! And then, no, you know, honestly, my only major complaint of the movie was actually the previews before, which is normally the opposite. Normally, I'm going, the previews were great. The movie sucked. This time, the previews to go see this movie sucked. Like, all but one of the previews was like, hey, do you remember the 1980s, 90s, and the 2000s? If not, we're going to make movies just for you so you can remember them. Yeah. You know, I was they talking have, to Richard. Richard got to see it, and he said, Richard got to see it, and he told me, he goes, I must have been about 10, 15 minutes into the movie before I realized, hey, that's Superman. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is my friend Kyle said the exact same thing. He didn't realize it was Superman. I was like, seriously? That's the whole point. It was the Superman got to team up with the Lone Ranger, and they're going to go fight crime. During yeah. the Cold War. Let's go. <laughs> I want to see this. Yeah, so but, I'm no. saying what I... I that one is on my list to see because I, I'm the same way. I grew up with those shows. I grew up on, oh, The Avengers, the original, old-school British Avengers, Emma Peel, and, you know, those are those are the shows that, you know, I like, The Man from U.N.C.L.E., and oh, yeah. I, I, I'm really glad. Okay, the, what was it, like early, mid-'90s when they did the remake of The Avengers with uh, Uma Thurman and I think it was Ray Fiennes. Uh, oh, I wanted to like it so much. 
it was like the problem is is they tried to keep the feel of the original too much. That's what happened is a lot of times when they do a remake, they don't keep the flavor of the original enough. This one it was like uh, you're 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 camping it. You're you're overdoing it and you're making it campy. No, this was definitely not a campy movie. Yeah, you still got that feel. I love the fact that it was still dated in the sixties. I love some of the costuming. The main villain, uh, the main female villain in this movie had some of the most gorgeous outfits. Oh, my God, I want them. <laughs> there, there's something to be said when I'm watching a movie and I'm like, okay, there's a part of me that's really, really interested in this scene right now, but that outfit on her, I want it so bad. Like, I really <laughs> just want to run into the screen and take it because I really want that. Dude, everything about the fashion from the 60s was just still, it still had that dapper element to it, you know, classy, dapper, gentlemanly. It was, it was a really good movie. I just wish they would have given me better previews than The Walk. Really? Really? Uh, Have you seen that preview yet? Yeah. So I want to watch the story of a guy who wants to walk on a tightrope from one of ta- one of the twin towers to the other one, and I was so bad and I was so wrong and I was sitting there with my friend Christy Blanche, and we were watching it, and I go and there and then it was like that scene where he starts walking onto the tightrope for the preview and I was like and then he finds out it was September 11th 2001 that she smacked me. <laughs> I couldn't help it. And then I just turned around and was like, so if they call it The Fall, I might go watch it. Other than that, I'm so not interested in this movie. And then right no. after that, the one about the mine in Mexico where the rock shifted and the 33 men got stuck in it. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Great. Yeah. These I are awesome things for the next preview to be. And now the story of baby Jessica in the well. Because you never yeah. caught it on the news at all. No. Like, seriously? Um... We need a new movie. Can you just go back to remake it in the 80s? At least then I had something to talk about. Okay. When did the History Channel made-for-TV movies start to become motion pictures? I have no idea, but I was like, when the the new, the latest of the Mockingjay movies is the only good preview you have, there's an issue. Yeah. Yeah, when are you're we watching previews, you're watching previews for you? When you're watching previews for movies like The Walk, it actually is the only time you'll ever catch yourself saying, God, couldn't they have just remade something from from the early 80s or 90s? You know, where's my He-Man reboot? Oh, God. You know what? I would see that in a heartbeat. As long as they keep it on attorney and they don't bring him to Earth and Courtney Cox isn't in it. Hey, she was kind of hot in that movie. Thank you very much. Oh, I'll, I'll give you that. She was kind of hot, but, you know. Of course, she, she wasn't was as hot as the actress played Evil Lynn. That woman's gorgeous. Oh, my. Oh, she was smoking. And it was such a shame, too, because Dolph Lundgren looked like a good He-Man. Uh, what was it? Frank uh, Lange. Oh, God. The guy who played Skeletor. Skeletor looked oh. awesome. He yeah, like I know. Good, but, yeah, let's take everything we love about He-Man 
ignore it and put it in suburban America. Fantastic. Now, okay. And um, it's Frank Langella, L-A-N-G-E-L-L-A. Now, let's, let's, let's be fair. As kids, as kids, we did enjoy the movie. Oh, God, yes. We all thought Wildor was the greatest invention ever. <laughs> yeah. Of course, let's look at the time. We all had to have little Gwildors. They were, you know, we had, you know, the Ewoks were the coolest movies ever. Legend had their little Hobbit-looking thingies. Like, we were all into, how short can we make an actor and goofy can we make them? And Dolph Lundgren did look like He-Man. And that epic battle scene between him and Skeletor really did rock. It was good. You it know, was I, I, I can't be forever to figure out, though, as a kid, that that was Tila, because I'm like, um, she's worn way too many clothes. Yeah. You know, but I think I, I, I think what probably started it was, and correct me if I'm wrong about the timing, I think they saw the popularity of Willow, and all the studios went, we need a midget. We need a little person. The oh, yeah, I mean, it's just... Let me see. Masters of the Universe came out in 1987. Um, the Ewoks movies came out in 84 and 85, so that was around okay. the same amount of time. And Willow came out in, I'm trying to remember, give me a second. 84? I think so. I'm looking, I'm looking at my actual uh, things right now. My movies, I have to find it. Yeah, nineteen eighty four. So it's all around the same time. And even Legend came out in nineteen eighty two, it looks like. So they all came out in the eighties around that time and every last one of them had to have a little person in them. Yeah. It and was, you gotta think um uh Return uh the Jedi came out in eighty three. So yeah. It was it was that time of the of anything. Yeah. That's the way it worked at those times. So, it was a but, it was, it was a big year for the little man. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so. There are still things that you know will always be imprinted in that movie, and yeah, when I'm trying to watch it now as an adult, I'm like, eh, I'm just gonna remember it as a kid because it was way cooler as a kid. No, there. You know what? That's true, and there there are websites out there dedicated to movie. I, I can't remember the exact name of it because I think it was a subreddit where it was movies from your childhood that should remain in your childhood. And it's just a list that people have been steadily compiling. And one of the ones that always makes the top of the list was um, uh, The NeverEnding Story. Yeah. And no, I was wrong. Willow came out in 1988, by the way. So Masters of the Universe first. Yeah. Luckily, Willow is one of the ones that still holds up. I watched it not too long ago, and it's still, oh, uh, it's still just a great movie. But yeah, He Man's not one, not one you you need to revisit. If you have fond memories of the He Man movie, let it let them stay there. If you no, have fond no. memories of it and you want to watch it again, bring beer and we can watch it together. Because yeah, I have it on DVD. <laughs> oh man! Why? 
cover of Masters of the Universe that has ever been out on DVD or VHS or whatever. Did you like the the remake or not the remake? The, I guess the remake of the cartoon not too long ago. It was okay. I, I liked. Like the, I liked the style of the look. Yeah. You know, I like the over style of it. Um, I like the fact that they didn't make Adam as whiny as originally um, in the original cartoon. You know, I love the fact that they did more of the whole Adam having to come to grips with, you know, I have to be this character in front of everybody, but I'm actually He-Man and I can't tell anybody. Um, I love the backstory of Skeletor. I found that a lot more fascinating than just, like, who is this guy? And why is he a Skeletor with the human body? I like the fact that they made Adam and He-Man two separate people look like two separate people. Right. Adam was, he was still He-Man, but he looked completely different. Because a lot of times, I mean, all He-Man was was, hey, I got a tan. Yeah. It it was the whole Billy Batson, Captain Marvel thing, where it was just like, Adam is a young teenage boy. He-Man is a man. You know, it was. It was. It, it had more of the, the Captain Marvel, Billy Matt or Billy Madison, Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> I mean, Jackson feel. But, hey, come on now. In the original cartoon series, we had Superman where the only difference was the fact that he didn't have a in his hair and he had glasses. You know, took off the glasses and no one could tell that Clark Kent was actually Superman. Seriously? That's true. Seriously. But, uh, yeah, but when you went from Prince Adam to, to He-Man, it was pink vest, loincloth. He didn't change anything. Tan. He just he got took, an he just off. He got an instant tan, and his voice yeah. got a little deeper. <laughs> hey, at least he got a tan, because Prince Adam was pale. Hey, while yeah. I'm thinking about it, like, I know we're getting short on time, and we're not doing a two-hour thing this time. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, no. No. Uh, while we're on the subject of things about Batman that piss us off, have you been reading the current run on Batman and Detective Comic Books lately? No, I have not because don't. I've been a little busy. <laughs> um, don't. Um, without any spoilers, um, Bruce Wayne's not Batman. Commissioner Gordon is now a police sanctioned Robo-Batman. Yeah. Let that sink in. And first of all, the way they draw Gordon looks absolutely 100% nothing like Gordon. There's no mustache. He looks like he's in his 30... It looks nothing like Commissioner Gordon. And Somehow they figure out a way to slap him in this this mech suit. It it has a very anime look to it, which isn't isn't a bad thing. If it was its own, honestly, if it was its own individual book, like I don't know, Bat Knight or Robo Bat or whatever, I would probably enjoy it. But it's just the idea that. You know, Gotham understands and knows that it needs a Batman. So what are we going to do? Let's build a robot and put this 80-year-old in it. It just... 
Oh, well, uh, see, what you, don't, what you don't know is that technically it's not really the real Commissioner Gordon. It's a T-200 from the future <laughs> that's come back. <laughs> it's come back to destroy my childhood, and it's doing a damn good job. No, but it's not, I, of I, course, I, it's, not, I, it's not a T-200. It's actually a B-2 standing for Batman, so there you go. Yeah. Um, there, that explained that story. Yeah. So if I have to call bullshit on anything... In like the last few months, it's the current run of Batman and Detective. It's it, it I it's just it's not. I don't like it. I'm going to be honest. I actually haven't picked up any other comic book except for I do have a new one that I have to read um, by David Brown called Obscura. It's another horror anthology. Unfortunately, I've been too busy trying to earn my geek card back because I now got sucked into this show called Supernatural, which I believe has 11, um, what is it, 11 since now? And I'm almost done with season two, so I don't have that much further to go, right, to catch up? Oh, no, you can do that in an afternoon. Oh, okay, good, because there's only, what, 20 a good, weeks? A good weekend. Wake up early Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. But I just, I love the fact that now that you're stuck in the supernatural, it's just one of us, one of us. I've been meaning to catch it, but the thing that actually has turned me off is the fact that I kept going, eight seasons, crap, nine seasons, crap, ten seasons, crap. Oh, damn it, I'm just going to have to yeah. do this. <laughs> and I and I have to admit, I realize that there are so many Sam fans out there. I like Dean. He's a smartass, and he's the one yep. that comes out with all the freaking geeky one-liners. Oh. That's my dude. Here. I have not seen mm. so much. How much nerd can we throw on the Dean character? Seriously, oh, how much nerd can we throw in there? You know, the fact that he wa- that his car has a tape deck in it, and he's like, uh-uh, no. Driver picks the music. Bam. Yeah. Driver picks the music. It's all rat. ACDC. I literally do. I'm going to tell you what. This is God's honest truth. I'll send you a screen cap of it. If you look through my phone, I have a playlist entitled The Supernatural Mix. I've gone through, like, the past 11 years of the show and just pick all of, I should just call it Dean's Mix. <laughs> yeah. All I know is, I'm going to let anybody know, if I catch you with yellow eyes, you're dead. I'm vanquishing <laughs> you. I realize I'm only in season two, and I know that this demon has to be vanquished eventually, because there's no way you can make 11 seasons off of one demon, or at least he gets somewhat vanquished. But I'm just letting you all know, since I'm only in season two, I will vanquish you at this point right now if I see yellow eyes. I'm just saying. <laughs> The one great thing about Supernatural is it's instilled the fear in me that I have to always have salt in my house in large quantities. Oh, what was that sound outside? Pouring salt across the door. Oh, did I hear something on the window? I'm afraid of that because um, I'm one of those people that goes, oh, look, my food's here. and pours like a gallon of salt on it. I eat more. I, I eat more. I have more salt in me than the freaking ocean. I'm serious. There's something that there's just something about salt. I love the taste of salt. My favorite yeah. snack in the world is a lemon and a freaking salt shaker. I will sit there for an hour salting a lemon and just sucking the juices out of the lemon with salt on it. So I'm not worried about a demon because the demon's gonna try to jump in my body and go, oh crap, no, no. No, it's gonna no. it's gonna burn the second it makes contact. Like what's happening? 
I sweat salt out, like, on a regular basis. So they ain't coming anywhere near me. They're going to smell that and go, uh, no, uh-uh, that stinks. No, no. They're going to be able to smell, you know me, like, smell sulfur from them. It's just going to work that way. I am so envious of you for starting Supernatural because I, I, I want to come down and watch it with you just so I can watch you and see it through your eyes. It's just going to be like, oh, oh, I wonder how she's going to react. Oh, there's the tears. Yeah, be prepared for all the emotions. Oh, yeah. When you're watching Supernatural, be prepared for all of them. I will prep myself. So far, I'll be honest. I didn't actually. I I didn't cry when Dad died. Of course. Then again, I already knew. You know, I love the fact that they like they have to show that he made the deal. Like I already figured out that was the moment that the demon looked at him and went, "There's something I want more." I was like, "Dude, you're gone. You're dead. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. You're just dead." I knew Dad had to go. I knew he had to go. And unfortunately, for a spoiler for me, because I know so many people who watch the show, I know both of the brothers eventually die at some point. And oh, they come God. back. Several times. Jesus. Several times. <laughs> I mean, I got this. I do. I understand this. But there's, a, you know, it's just one of those things. You know, there are things that will always make me cry. And if this ends up being one of those, I'm going to have to put it right next to freaking E.T., the Wrath of Khan, and. Oh, the other. And current mistakes. Within the next couple of seasons, you'll never, you'll never be able to listen to uh, Kansas's "Carry On My Wayward Son" without, without feeling some emotions. Oh. Just be prepared for it. Well, just to give you an idea of where I'm at, I just finished the episode with the gym. Oh, yes. Now, are you watching them on Netflix or like DVD? Netflix. Okay, that's great. I I have Netflix, so I can watch anyone anytime I want. I'm still trying to buy them slowly. I have season one and two and three. Just for the simple fact, if you ever get a chance to watch behind the scenes and their gag reels, it's the behind the scenes and the gag. The behind the scenes and the gag reels are worth the price of buying the set alone. Oh, eventually I'll own them. You know, for me, you know, I know a lot of people go, well, I don't need to buy because, you know, I have Netflix. That's great, but to me, Netflix is like getting my comics digitally. I still want a hard copy of everything so I can take it with me no matter where I go. Because anytime you buy anything now on DVD, you get the digital download. And even though, yeah, for the most part, you can't actually take your Netflix account with you, I have no idea what my password is. Yeah. No, I, I am. I am the exact same way. Own all, all the Smallvilles. I I can watch any and all episodes of Doctor Who, but I will buy it every season when it comes. I have the the I bought the last collector's edition, so I'm current. I can watch the latest season right now, but when it comes out on Blu-ray, I'm gonna buy it. Same with oh, Arrow. Yeah. When when Arrow season three comes out on Blu-ray, I can watch it right now if I want. I want the Blu-ray. I, I, I'm the same exact way. I need, I think maybe it's because we're of a generation where we didn't have digital dick. We had a, you know, we have a collection. It's not yeah. just a, 
it's not just an arrangement of movies. It's our collection. This is our... I'm looking at my collection right now, and I'm just like, oh, look at you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> no, I, and it could be the way that we grew up, but, you know, there's just something nice about the fact that I have a DVD set, so that actor, whoever comes into town, I can get it signed. I can't have them sign yeah. my network account. Nope. Uh, would you sign my iPhone while the Netflix is up? And I can take a screenshot of it. <laughs> yeah, so I signed my iPhone, so somebody steals it. Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Now. Which, we're going to end this on one other thing, because we didn't get to talk about this too much, um, because the announcement wasn't made until after the last time we were on the show. Dimension Arrow. We all cried when we found out Constantine wasn't coming back. So yeah. how happy were we when we saw that, that he's going to be on Arrow? God. Oh, man. I'm I'm one of those... I'm one of those people, I loved Constantine. I know, when, that's another one. When it comes out on Blu-ray, I will buy it. I loved it. The highlight for me, I can't, I, I for, beg forgiveness, I can't remember the actor's name. But I saw a picture from his Instagram where he was holding the trench coat, and he's like, time to dust off the trench coat. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I am. I I and you know what I really believe to to dote on my man crush again. You have Steve Amell. I don't care what deals were made with what producers. Steve Amell said flat out when everything first started to go down, bring him on. I want Constantine on the show. I want this character on my show. Show gets and canceled. Matt Ryan really is. He really did embody the character of Constantine. He really did. By oh, the way, his yeah. name is Ryan. Oh, yeah. He was good at what he did, but he was still a son of a bitch. But you still love him for it. That's Constantine. Constantine always was a son of a bitch. The, idea, yeah. the, only thing I ever, the only problem I ever really had with the television show versus the comic, and I get it, TV versus comic book, was they did more of his magic in the television show than the more con artists that you got in the comic book. And, you know, yeah. things change when you go from one medium to the other. So I get it because television is more visual where comic is for, I mean, comics, don't get me wrong, are visual, but you can do a lot more with the written part of it than you can with a movie or television. Yeah. So I get it. I really do. But I was very happy to hear that he was going to be on Arrow. I don't want Constantine to die. Maybe somewhere Netflix will go, you know what, Daredevil did really well, and we have all these other things coming up. Let's pick up Constantine as a Netflix series. You know, honestly, because of Netflix and Hulu, I don't think it's safe to say any show is truly canceled anymore. I'll be amazed. I, I'm amazed that I haven't heard something through the grapevine of Nathan Fillion going, hey, let's bring Firefly back on to Netflix as a series. No. I, you know what? No. Let, let it go. Let, I love, God damn it, I love that show. And I love let Serenity. Serenity ended it where it should have been. Because think about it, we can't unless unless we do backstory because you know, spoiler alert, uh Wash is dead, Book is dead. No. You you can't have Serenity without Wash and Book. And the comic's doing really well and they're not in it. That's true. Oh God, that's true. 
the comics took the comic picked up where Serenity left off. And it it's doing really well. And if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. And I could see them turning that into a Netflix series. Yeah. Let's face it. It will not die. Yeah, you want to talk about things that cannot let go? That group of fans will become vengeful spirits for the fact that they can't let the show go. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to come back and haunt Josh Whedon until something happens. Seriously, I, I see it happening. They're going to have to call the freaking Winchester brothers. They're going to have to come in and tell these people, dude, you got to let it go. And then have to pour salt all over the bones and burn them because there's this haunting in Josh Whedon's house because the fans won't let it go. And they keep seeing Serenity flying around his house. Come on, let's just face it. Nathan, I don't want to alarm you, but there's several hundred zombies wearing long brown trench coats headed this way. (laughs) And I think on that note, since we said zombies, it is already quarter after eight, which means we've gone a little bit over our time. Just a little. At least it's not a two-hour oops. Yeah, um, yeah. I love being able to bring you on the show and just having our little let's talk about what irritates us, what we loved, what made us cry, and finding out the things that are old and new at the same time. So I do appreciate you being on the show. I love the fact that you like being on here. And, of course, you know, we'll be back next month as well. And, of course, people can still find you on Twitter under MP Broth, B-O-R-U. You are on Facebook under Michael and the same thing with your last name. And, of course, uh-huh. they can catch all the interviews and stuff with the Underground Video Network, which is on Facebook, undergroundvideonetwork.com, which is the uh, website, and youtube.com under user XAX66 for all of your stuff that you guys post over there on YouTube as well, correct? Correct. Yeah, all right, great. Check us out. Check us out with them next week to check out my interview with Victor Dandridge, Jr. Yep, and make sure, you know, if you guys are in the Columbus area or you just want to come hang out, you come see me and Mike and Mike's little bossy guy that likes to stand behind the camera, Mr. Richard, who also works uh-huh. at UVS. <laughs> and I come would- hang out us and all the amazing creators that we're going to have out there. And of course, if you want to learn more about AGP, you can always follow me, Amanda, at on Facebook at Amanda Dillon, which is spelled like William, but with a G instead of a W or Lady Vader 79 over on Twitter. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, go have fun. Catch up on an old television series. Go to a convention or read some comic books. And in the meantime, we'll catch you later and we'll see you all next week here at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good night. Bye, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.